0: Noel, thank you. Happiness, Happiness, thank you. Goodness, Goodness. Goodness, thank you. Joy. Joy. Faith. 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 Peace. Love. Love. Happiness, thank you. Tenderness, Tenderness, sorry. Happiness, thank you. Anybody else? And so we could go on. Goodwill, celebration, presence, laughter. The Saviour, Nativity, Shepherds, Wise Men. I want us just to think for a moment of a word that sits very much in the Christmas season. But actually, I want us to be encouraged again today to make it the experience of every day of the coming new year. What I love about the Christmas story is that very often you'll find verses that were written in the Old Testament of the Bible several hundred years uh, before uh, the, the birth of Christ took place. They're what we call prophetic prophecies. And the true sign of prophetic words is that they come to pass. So in Isaiah 7, 14, the great prophet of the Old Testament, Isaiah, says that there would be someone born and they would call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then uh, Christian reference in his prayer time, uh, Joseph wrestling with this truth of uh, his wife-to-be pregnant with child and the public disgrace that that would have been brought on them in that culture of the day. But the angel comes and says, don't be afraid, don't divorce, don't separate, because the babe that's going to be born is the saviour of the world. And in Matthew 1.22, he confirms the word that was written hundreds of years before and says, you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And in these few moments we've got, as we think about those seasonal words that perhaps come and go. I want you to think of the fact that God really does want to be with us every moment of every day. You see, here's the amazing truth that we've tried to wrestle with during this Christmas season, that God came into the world in flesh. People say to me still, well, if you show me what God's like, I might believe. All they've got to do is to look at Jesus, to see his tenderness, to see his love, to see the peace and the joy that he ministered, and to realize that God was so passionate about people knowing him, that he gave us a picture, he gave us a framework, he gave us God in humanity, so that we could really identify with what God is like. Yes, God is big, yes, God seems out there at times, but God came as a babe. God with us, because here's the truth also, God is in us. The Bible says that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. And in a sense this morning, it's one of those truths that's almost impossible to explain. But when we give our lives over to God and let Jesus become our Lord and Savior, God becomes in us. He dwells right in our lives. And here's two thoughts with regard to Emmanuel as we think about, That amazing truth today. Number one, Emmanuel is an essential requirement. You see, you may be here this morning thinking that God may be with you or perhaps hoping that God is with you. But the amazing truth is, without any trace of arrogance, you can know that he is with you. That as you receive the Emmanuel, the Christ, into your life, you can have an overwhelming assurance God is in relationship with you. In the formative years of Jesus' life, there's little written and many commentators and writers have speculated on what took place from the time of the babe being born and during those years growing up in Nazareth. We get a little snapshot when Jesus was 12 years of age and we read about it in the Good News book of Luke. And there Jesus, along with Uh, his family and many other families traveled down from the north to Jerusalem for a special Passover feast and celebration. He says in the Bible that on their return, the parents of Jesus, thinking he was in their company, traveled for a day. Wow, imagine what they felt when a day later they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. Parents, have you ever sort of moved into a situation where you thought the kids were with you and then you realised that they weren't? Oh, it's shocking. And so they returned to Jerusalem and were amazed to see this 12-year-old boy wowing the religious leaders of the day with a wisdom that was way beyond his age, but God had graced him with it. God has designed us for a personal, worshipful relationship with him. This church makes no apology to say that life really doesn't work properly outside of a relationship with God. I wonder if you've traveled the journey of life thinking that Jesus was with you and realizing that he wasn't. Today, all that can change. One further illustration. We understand that Jesus in one sense is everywhere and we get that because God is. But there's a church in the Book of Revelation, the last book in the New Testament, it was in Laodicea, a proper church in a proper place. And they had so lost their passion for Emmanuel that they'd locked Jesus outside of the church. Maybe they'd done it deliberately. Maybe they'd done it because of disunity. Maybe they'd done it because they weren't bothered about sin anymore. Maybe they have done it because they wanted the agenda rather than love, whatever it is. But Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. He was talking to Christians. He was talking to the church. And there's that great song, which we've sung many times in Arena, Jesus at the center of it all. And that's exactly where he needs to stay. Not only an essential requirement, but an encouraging reassurance. What a year 2016 has been. There's been political upheaval across the earth. If you're employed by an opinion poll group, you may be looking for another job this year because every poll has been wrong. People said, we were going to stay in Europe. We came out. People said... We were going to make all sorts of responses to different things, and we went wrong. And so that's been repeated in different nations across the earth. We started the year with Prime Minister Cameron. We end up with a second lady Prime Minister of our nation, Theresa May. We had Brexit. We had the emergence of President-elect Donald Trump. Like him or not, he's going to happen, guys. We had Leicester City winning the Premier League. Sorry, Andy and Dave, they're not going to win it this year. But Amazing. And of course, in all of that, there were wars and people movements. And as we've seen even the last few days, sadly, global terrorism still continues to strike a threat into even places like Christmas markets where ordinary people like you and I just went to enjoy their Christmas celebrations and were mowed into eternity. In all of this, In all of the upheavals taking place in the earth. And something's happening, friends. Something that's beyond the natural. Something that we need to seek to understand in the spiritual. In all of this, God sends us away this morning saying, Don't be frightened. Don't be fearful. Don't lack peace. Because you can always run to Emmanuel. God is always with us. Early in the autumn, I was at a missions forum. And one of the speakers spoke of the plight of the people of Syria. 23 million people in the population of that uh, nation north of Israel and Lebanon. 4.5 million of them have left the nation and a further 6.5 million uh, have been displaced. In other words, half of the population of Syria do not now live in their original home. You may have moved home this year and understood the upheaval of it. My other daughter, Alison, would like to move home. She keeps being stopped. It's a long story. But the reality is that whenever we've tried to move home, there's upheaval, there's stress, if I can use that word. Imagine being moved out of your house and not wanting to. And imagine 11 million people that happening to. And we've seen even recent days from what I understand was the beautiful city of Aleppo. Boys and girls sending out messages at this Christmas time about their aspirations for the future. The biggest city in the neighbouring nation of Jordan, sorry, the third biggest city in the neighbouring nation of Jordan is now a refugee camp of over 300,000 people. And in our first Tuesday prayer meeting here at the beginning of December, we were moved as we read out a prayer from a pastor in Syria. I say all this, friends, because God is with us. And then what about that article I read just last week, and I read it two, three times just to make sure I got it right, where the governor of the Bank of England... We're saying that going into the future, there would be 15 million jobs in the UK that would be taken over by robotic technology. It could be yours. But the reality is, friends, God's with us. Emmanuel. All these things could make us fearful, fretful, cynical. In a sinful, scared and seeking world, the truth is, God is with us. And whilst that does not diminish the challenges ahead of us that are very real, Emmanuel brings a whole new perspective to the challenges that we may face. Christian recently has been speaking about overflow. And in Romans 15:13 it says may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. How can we make a difference going into our new year by you overflowing with hope into sometimes hopeless situations because Emmanuel, God with us, dwells in our hearts. And so as I close, a prayer that I came across recently that says these words. Oh Lord Emmanuel, we praise you for your grace and mercy. For revealing yourself to us through Christ Jesus and for giving your word to guide us. Help us to live in its reality and share the message of God with us. And so bring great hope to all around. It's not just for today. It's forever. Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.